five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Treble Podcast that has a lot of trebles. A lot of trebles. <laughs> Yet again, we're uh, dealing with technical difficulties, which is really a staple of this podcast by now. I think that really people would be sad if we could actually put out episodes every week consistently without having disastrous errors. Don't hey, you think, Sam? You call them technical difficulties. I call them technical opportunities. Okay, what's the opportunity about not being able to... <laughs> it's mindset. What's the opportunity that arises when we can't line up our audio tracks? What opportunity arises? The opportunity to take something that sucks and make it excellent. Okay, how right? do you do that? <laughs> like I see Yemen right now. People say yeah, it's a okay. disaster. I say it's okay. an opportunity. Holy <laughs> shit. That is a comparison I did not expect. I'm not going to lie. What, what's the opportunity you see in Yemen, Sam, as a philosophy major wielding ex-student? Well, there's a whole lot of pain and suffering in Yemen. Yeah. And so it's good to relieve pain and suffering. So there's an opportunity for somebody to go in there and relieve a lot of pain and suffering and make a lot of people go, ah, that feels a lot better. Oh, yeah? You're going to Yemen, Sam? You're going to go to fucking Yemen? It's, I can't do it, but <laughs> somebody else It's an can. opportunity for someone. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think that any, any like, you know, catastrophe or, 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 you know, what's the word? Any sort of calamity that falls a group or a country is going to, there's going to be opportunities for, you know, war hawks and people that want to exploit the situation. Yeah, exactly. Like vultures, right? Like yeah. we see death, they see an opportunity. They see a meal. See a That's meal. true. <laughs> we just got to make a meal out of this death of a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the hope. And this one works. We seem to have issues sometimes and not other times, but hmm. Thus is life, right? This is a philosophy podcast or a comedy podcast about philosophy. So we must be able to laugh at our own sorrows. If not us, who? Right? Right. I I concur. If not us, okay. who? Joel, our only listener for our last yeah. seven days. <laughs> <laughs> how many listens did we get on our last episode uh i don't know how many we got on the last episode but i've checked last seven days and it was one but it was it was one that went all the way to completion he didn't duck out that's he, nice. he listened to the whole thing cool wow <laughs> he's i gotta send him an extra extra fancy christmas gift this year <laughs> yeah I'm tr i keep trying to get him to come on the come on the podcast as a guest Dude, we can't even get it to work with us <laughs> in different cities, let alone three people in different cities. It's it, this long distance podcasting. We don't know what we're doing, but it's a learning process. And you know what? Every calamity is an opportunity, it's... which is what I suffered today was a calamity. Oh, no. Near, <laughs> I was at work today and uh, I was mocking Sam for being uh. poor which is hilarious because I'm also quite poor, but I was mocking him for being poor and it wasn't much, but hours later that I got a text saying that I had been laid off last week <laughs> <laughs> and no one fucking told me. Uh. <laughs> they laid off a bunch of people via email, which I don't check very often. And I get a text from my boss today being like, Oh, are you at work? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, Oh, sorry, man. You got laid off last week. Uh. I go and tell my f site foreman, who's like the, elect the the electrical foreman of the site, the person that would be the person you let know you're laying off as workers. I tell him he had no fucking uh. idea. He was furious because I guess they're desperate for people. I think that company is just dying a slow death. Oh, my God. They did assure me it wasn't because of my performance, but uh, they they lost a bunch of projects. They bid on a project on a bunch of projects and they got outbid. So I know for a fact there's at least a couple dozen, or at least I don't know who, how many people got laid off. But I'm not the only one. Mm, maybe you could write to. But the, that leaves me right to who the company that won the bidding. See if they're hiring. I'd be like, please, please. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could be like, so who outbid us? Just curious. Yeah. Send them my resume. 
Well, my foreman did call my boss and oh. reamed him out because he was like, yeah, he had uh, several other people that he would have rather gotten laid <laughs> off other than me. Oh, so, what a brutal, brutal company. Great, great timing because I just went in and bought a place. I just bought a house with my parents. You bought a house? So, Whoa. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to be part part owner of it, but still not a great time to lose your income. Oh, right after you bought a house. Luckily in Canada, we're a socialist nation and I'll be able to apply for EI for, I don't know, probably not that long considering that I was on the COVID oh, shit. relief. I don't know. I have no idea how long my EI will last. So I'm like, really, I need to get a job soon. <sighs> whether it's electrical or not, or this podcast could take off, man. Why don't we, we go to advertisers and say, look, we have a solid listener and he's got a fucking deep <laughs> pocket. <laughs> we call him Joel Moneybags Strauss. <laughs> he can support us and he'll, we'll drive traffic in front of him. Some advertising become, you'll be able to spoon feed it through this podcast. Yeah, He could work our episodes into his, his songs. To get playtime on the radio. Yeah, he's not a very, he, he's not exactly a materialistic person. So I don't know if he'll actually be buying anything, but he'll be aware of them. So sponsor us. Yeah, we could. What's the hot sponsor right now? Raycon Ray- earbuds. Sponsor. We us. need to get sponsored by like a dispensary or something, or like a weed company. Yeah. Yeah. Once our listenership gets up there, you know. Which could be any day now. I think that's how podcasts work. Is that what, like for weeks they have one listener and then suddenly they have a thousand. Yeah, it million. happens. That's how it seems to go out there. That's yeah. why everybody we, starts podcasts because it seems like the yeah. fast track. We just need to get discovered by a bot farm and like attract a bot yeah. farm yeah. to upvote us. <laughs> yeah. Trick a bot farm into uploading us, downloading us yeah. many, many times. <laughs> There's got to be a loophole somewhere. Anyways, if anyone out there is hiring, uh, let me know, Joel. Yeah. So that was my day. I have my schedules way open now. I could do a podcast three times a day (laughs) if I wanted to. Yeah, that's what I should do. I should start my own podcast uh, conglomerate. All of them featuring me and one (laughs) featuring you. Oh, my God. (laughs) What do you think? build an empire of... Are you still employed? Uh, no, I'm a student right now. Um, yeah. Oh, right, right. I tried right, to get right, a right, right. job. I applied for some tutoring jobs, but I didn't hear back about them. Um, yeah, I looked at like the local job postings in my city for electrical, and there was two for apprentices yeah. only. It's brutal. So I don't know. I might just have to just spam out as many resumes, but like everybody's getting laid off. It's this is the depression. Good. This is suddenly it's suddenly hitting me real hard. This, this whole depression yeah, thing. Economy's going down the tubes. Over the next Oof. year. Wow. It's gonna go down the tubes. I gotta find a way to outsmart the You can recession. become a student and take out a student loan, or you could that mm, <laughs> sounds like you're just gonna end up being in so much yeah. debt. Yeah, I'm in like 10, 10, 10K debt. No. That's not even bad. Oh. I'm in more debt than you. Look at us go, huh? <laughs> Crushing it. Hey, it's it's an opportunity. Debt is gotta, an opportunity. I, I got to... F- what is the opportunity with to debt? Go to go so in debt that they have to forgive you all of it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a billion dollars in debt. Yeah, like, I don't know. back. Whoa, that is awesome. You've gone so far down that you're on <laughs> it's top like, uh, <laughs> It's like how you go to the center of the earth and the gravity switches. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you end up in China. Uh, so that's the only exactly. way out is you down. You just got to keep digging, keep digging. Eventually you'll pop out on the other side and you'll be on top. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, you know what? That Buy a car. Like a great Buy a, idea. I'm going to go to the bank tomorrow. <laughs> Take out a bank loan. Yeah. yeah. I'll go to the bank and they'll be like, okay, what do you do for work? And I'll say, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> do you have TikTok? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't do anything then. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should do. I should do some flagrant shit on uh, TikTok. Just assault, assault people. people on the street. Uh, swatting. Yeah. 
Yeah, just go up and I'll ask one person on the street who I should punch in the face, and whoever they point out, Ooh, I go and do it. Social, you could call it a social experiment. I know. It's a prank, bro. I'll say it's a prank, bro. <laughs> it's a prank, bro. Why are you overreacting to a punch in the face? You you don't mm. get humor, man. You I don't, don't get prank. Yeah. What humor. is a prank That's anyway? What you, like, yeah. what's the difference between a prank and just outright? Well, like, what's the difference between a prank and it not being a prank? Like, say someone punches you in the face and they say, "Oh, it's a prank, bro." Like, what is the difference between them? Is it what is a prank? Like, I don't get it. Well, a prank has to have a like a comedy element to it, in my opinion. It has to be more funny than uh, harmful by like a long shot. So, running up and punching someone in the face is not going to be funny. If the person that gets pranked can't find the funny in it after, it's probably not a good prank. You ever watch those Japanese prank shows? They had to dial in the game that shows shit was where they would like man. flick guys in the balls and stuff. They, no, they have prank. They have like oh. prank shows. No, I've never seen pranks. that. Japanese pranks are the best. Oh, there's this one I, that's old now, but I loved watching it. It was like at a ski resort, and at the top of the ski hill, there was a like a bathhouse with like massage chairs and saunas. And so people go in there, like use the sauna, then they get in a massage chair and they're in just a towel. (laughs) Like they're literally in just a towel. And then once they put the press the button to turn the massage chair on, a hatch opens up in the back of the building and the like a ramp and the whole chair slides out and you like, oh slide God. down the whole fucking ski hill naked. Oh, uh, that's massage fucking chair. hilarious. It's awesome. Oh so my God. Funny. Yeah. I mean, they could get hurt pretty bad, but it, that would be so funny. Like imagine going there. in there. All they've told you is you have to sit down on a massage chair. You're thinking like, oh man, there's like going to be like a yeah. spider is going to drop on me or something. <laughs> And then the whole building yeah. opens and you shoot out of it. Oh my god, dude! Um, it's it's awesome. Japanese, they Pearl have Harbor. Great it was a great prank. <laughs> yeah, that see, Pearl Harbor was probably the epitome yeah. of like they were laughing, pranks. laughing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, we laugh about it today, don't we? Right? <laughs> Not my country. <laughs> You go talk to anyone that was there, and they will say that it was hilarious after you know a few, a oh, yeah. few decades. Yeah. Once they mourned the lost their lost loved ones, and oh Japan, and we got him back with those nukes, which was really like you one up, you want to one up <laughs> a prankster when they get pr- when they prank right. you, you want to prank them harder, which is great because the nuclear bomb is like perfect. Like it went, you know, you balance a bucket of water on a door frame. Yeah, you know, sneak attack a harbor with planes and then yeah. a nuke. It's like a pretty steady yet equal yeah, every, escalation yeah, each time. I yeah, they did. Yeah. And it was like throughout that, there were also like little incremental pranks like, you know, like like the Battle of Midway and stuff like that. And like, yeah, classic break. Oh, yeah, that's classic. That's classic. I think I saw that <laughs> on America's Funniest Home Videos once and I think oh, it yeah. won that episode. So. They got ten grand. They could yeah. spend it however they wanted. Yeah, America's funny so many. So worth yeah. it to anyone. I loved all. the uh, all the Abu Ghraib yeah. stuff. That was also one of America's funniest home videos. <laughs> oh yeah, good pranks. Good torture is really like as long as you yell, it's just a prank really loud. I think most people are pretty. Yeah, open it's to that like uh, it's like when you cross your fingers when you tell somebody something. It means it doesn't doesn't count. Yeah, it's a prank. Yeah, no, I know what a prank is. You know, you just you could put saran wrap over the toilet seat so they <laughs> piss on it and it gets on them, or, or or you could stab someone in the jugular and it's in like essence, it's the same thing in the same realm as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's the same spirit. It's the prankster's spirit yeah. that is really what's important. <laughs> like, oops, nuked your city, or yeah. oops, I uh, I slapped you in the face, or you peed on you yourself, put shaving cream on your face, or you got water you on you. A trip wire, yeah, a trip wire, and it like you'll tri- you'll fall into like lava or whatever. That one's pretty great for everybody else. It's it's really you want it to be you want the funniness to outweigh mm. yeah. the human deaths for sure. And and that's what I I'd think say a that lot depends on the person wrong, but... who's laughing. Like if they think it's funny, then those deaths are outweighed. I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, if your prank kills someone, but the people watching it are like 
keeled over laughing. That's like the joy outweighs the suffering yeah. to like a pretty intense degree, I feel like. So in that case, it's yeah. like as long you know, as one good yeah. prank, like start that YouTube channel. Like if they had YouTube, if they had YouTube back in the day during like Pearl Harbor and and, uh, you know, Hiroshima, oh. I think they would have gone viral. Oh, man. Don't they have video of it? I thought there was video. I think it's video, but it's like not good quality <laughs> and like you can't even see Jake Paul yeah. in it. So it's like, how do we even know it's a prank? You know, like, how do you know if Jake Paul isn't there? You don't see the guy. <laughs> it's very important. That you have to have on the video the guy running out and be like, fucking pranked. Yeah. Or else someone has to say prank that, you know, it's genocide, yeah. which is at not. least one person in the world has to. Yeah. You think have like, to. Yell. Oh, that was a you prank. Have to yell pretty loud. Yeah. Has to be like. That was a good prank, yeah. That so, yeah. I think we pretty much established the parameters of what a good prank entails, and uh, oh, humanity is very good at form. pranking each other. Science, it's kind of, kind of it's what science drove and civilization. Art, yeah, <laughs> it, it drove us to. Yeah, yeah. That's all, one of the all-time COVID, greatest. That's a pretty pranks. good recent prank. <laughs> yeah. Like we keep up and there's like that to have a global prank like that, no. that hasn't happened in a while. I would, a global yeah. prank. It's pretty good. It's pretty good to pull the wool over everyone's eyes and then be like, whoops, pranked ya. And then that's my prediction is that sometime in early 2021, uh, someone's going to come on TV and just be like, pranked ya. And then we're all going to laugh. Oh, um, we're going to laugh so yeah. hard. You think 2021? It's going to be a good year. First, midnight? Pranked ya. Yeah, that's when they come on TV and they go, pranked ya. Oh. And then like yeah. all of China is going to laugh their ass off at us. And we're going to be like, oh, we fucking <laughs> got, they got us again. Ah, it's the greatest prank since mm. Genghis Khan took over the goddamn yep. globe. Yeah. Uh, so what are we talking about today, Sam? Do you have any <laughs> plans for this? I, I, did you... <laughs> I put all the work on you. I know. Okay. Well, know we that. don't. don't, are, think I don't are we supposed that, to Sam. each pose each other a conundrum? Yeah, I, I, I just it's hard to come just, up. Yeah, with just a steal it. Just go on. I've, I haven't you don't made any original conundrums. I just Last... go. I find what other people wrote. See, I was trying to come up with a good okay. conundrum. Okay, let me see if I can think of one right now. Okay. Okay. Someone breaks into your house. And your future wife is sleeping uh, in bed. Dog. You're awake and your dog's awake. This is a this is a hypothetical. It's a dog that you've had <laughs> since you were a child. You love this dog. And 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 the, the robber comes in and says, I'm either going to shoot your sleeping wife in the head with this gun, or I'm gonna take your dog and sell him into the circus. And mind you, you really like this dog like a lot. And you, but, but you also okay. like the circus. I don't like the circus, but you also, this is a hypothetical, Sam. You love this dog more than anything. You like the circus a lot. And your wife, <laughs> she does a lot around the house. Like she's really good at keeping the house clean. Like really it's pristine in there. And uh, and she pretty much does all the work with the kids. So what do you do? Do you miss up the opportunity to see this dog that you love perform in front of thousands of people and really reach its full potential, but you lose essentially the person that handles most of your day-to-day -day responsibilities? Hmm. What do you do? Well, you've, you've framed this in an interesting way. Uh, it's a choice. It's like it's a choice so. between two good yes, things rather than purpose, two bad things. Not really. It's a choice between having getting to potentially see something awesome, which is your Pomeranian doing fucking. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Imagine your husky, uh, <laughs> doing uh, riding an elephant and juggling. At the same time, 
You either get in front of thousands of people screaming, that's that's Sam's Husky. Isn't it great? Or you have to, but if you choose that, you now are going to have to do like most of the cleaning and you'll have to talk about um, it. Well, I would obviously. <laughs> take your time. Kay. Take your time. I would obviously. Okay. So me, Sam, obviously I would sacrifice my dog in this scenario if I had to. That's bananas to me, but okay. Because what's your reasoning? A dog's is juggling on. Wait, wait, it's juggling while riding. I I heard that. I heard that. Elephant. I don't know if you heard that. I also heard all of the horrible punishments that that dog suffered when it failed to successfully juggle those balls on the back of the elephant. (laughs) That's part of the game, man. part of the game it's got to get good it's like it's not on you it has to learn that shit Uh, but it will oh yeah it's a husky um no obviously because the dog's life is just not as important to me as the wife to be's life that's how it's cold but that's like it's i have to make a choice like okay well it does sound a little honestly it sounds a little stupid It, it sounds like you're it's like you're just being stupid at that point like you're it, okay well this is why i don't make up conundrums on the spot because you're gonna <laughs> not make good choices with them anyways i was like why am i even doing it um what's your conundrum for me uh oh yeah it was it was a it was a good one it was um do you think it's ever justified to uh cause property damage in a protest Yeah, topical, very topical. Oh, a topical one, huh? I guess that's hard to say because I've never really felt like I've been screwed over yeah, by society in such a way. It could be if these any time in history are. if this... there was a protest that damaged property, do you think it was justified? You could pick any any protest from history that damaged property and like think about was that justified? Like it doesn't have to be about the current ones that are going on. Ooh, I don't know, man. I mean, I actually do. Yeah, I do. I think it is justified when certain things have been done, hmm. especially if it's to a certain group of people or it's the, the straight up government oppression. And it depends on whose property and what the property is. If it's owned by the oppressors, then absolutely destroy it. Yeah, destroy the oppressor's property. Okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's not a very hard conundrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like clearly, it's going to be justified at some point. What if it's not the oppressor's I mean, property, though? Brit, like I don't think loot. Then I don't know, it, like, why are you even doing it? Like, what, essentially, you're just hmm. hurting your own cause. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. I think that if see, like, current, I think they they burnt down like the police station hmm. in uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Was it? Was it Minnesota? That I think is a good form of protest just on the fact it's like very focused on yeah. exactly what they're angry at. It's not just, you know, everything in the in the wings is yeah, just fodder or casualties. That being said, I've never been in the position of being that angry because I've never been. What you've never like had to have. pay more money than you're expecting at the grocery store? <laughs> You've never like got a like didn't get like the best customer service and like just been like enraged like you'd want to burn the place down. You've never felt that. There's this one time at Denny's that they I asked for medium poached eggs and they were well done and (laughs) I threw a Molotov cocktail into the kitchen. I said, "Why don't you just make everything well done?" And then I burnt the place down and. In a way, I think that everything was well done yeah. <laughs> food-wise after that. Nice. So in that way, yeah. I think it was kind of like yeah. poetic justice, you know? Yeah, I would uh, I would agree. It's definitely definitely justified. Like the police department is technically public property. Like it's technically paid for by everybody. But 
if it's not benefiting the community, yeah, maybe it's worth burning it down. Yeah, and like certain corporations, if they're involved, or you know, like I don't feel bad when if like. Like I said, I'm going to preface this once again by saying I've never been in the position to be this enraged about my society, (laughs) which I think they call privilege. Uh, But I don't feel bad when like a large corporation loses property because I find I feel personally that most corporations of like a huge size are going to be corrupt on some level and they almost always are fucking Mm -hmm. over their bottom paid employees. But at the same time, say you go out and burn a Walmart in protest, the people that are going to lose the most are the employees of that Walmart. Yeah. Right? Their workplace. As a man who just lost his job today, <laughs> I can feel their pain. Are you telling me I need to go burn down Ooh. this building I was working on? Because you can just tell me that. Just text, text me that. I feel unjustly about my situation and i think I oh yeah okay hands. that's another question i was thinking about um is it ju- ever justified for an individual to like take the law into their own hands like vigilante justice like batman basically what is okay but oh yeah what okay that, so dude. if batman can do it right we think it's okay for batman to do it what about kyle rittenhouse what about that guy yeah Oh, okay. I don't think Explain. he took justice into his own hand. Well, I think that he was somewhere. I mean, to, from what I've read, again, coming at you from a very limited, I don't have <laughs> all the information, but from what I gathered from my completely biased news feed and my completely biased corner of the internet that I have found myself in, he sounded like a guy who really fantasized about being a police officer and was able to buy a gun because fuck any fuck sort it. of gun control, I guess. Uh, 70, not even a legal adult has a fucking automatic rifle, which is bananas if you're, I don't know, don't live in the States. If, you, <laughs> if I saw a 17-year-old kid walking around my city with an assault rifle, I would be like, yeah. that is a huge problem problem for the fucking liberals so in his case i think <laughs> first of all kyle rittenhouse he already had this fantasy of being in a conflict yep. with a gun like he he wanted to be a cop he 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 fan he, i'm sure he was like a big <laughs> call of duty player loved the the idea of being oh, in yeah. a in a firefight essentially um and then he went into, he put himself into a place that was uh, like a situation which he could have almost predicted, I, like most people would have, that it's going to end up being a volatile situ- situation, right? These these protests are almost always turning violent at this point. Whether it's started by one side or the other, it seems to be both, both, both are the case. And uh, I think he went somewhere that he knew could potentially turn into a volatile situation with a gun and he had it in his head to be of like being some sort of like vigilante hero. So I think he oh, went yeah, there definitely. prepared to use that gun. So I think that I don't think he was evil. I just think that he was a misguided mm-hmm. teenager essentially. Yeah. But I do not think he was justified. I mean, maybe he was justified in the fact that they were going to kill him, but he was putting himself in that situation by bringing what, a gun to the Is there a scenario place. where it would have been justified for him to do what he did and, and like take a gun across the state line to another city and be prepared to use it? Like, is there like when it's not like, and it's not because he's trying to act out some like twisted fantasy, but he actually thinks he's doing the right thing. Uh, it depends what's going on. I mean, it seems to me that everybody that was out in the street mm. that but night. But what, what would make him there. Batman? Now, when you have, uh, if people that were protesters or anti-protesters were breaking into homes and assaulting people that were not, okay, just like random violence. So just if the, if he hurt, 
if you heard about like a like you know essentially an right. isolated purge situation where people were were Ooh. breaking into houses and shooting right. innocent people just watching TV, then yeah, go out and stop that if you want. It's not. I but, don't think you have to. I don't think you have. But to why not let the normal to. authorities handle it? Because it, they clearly right. weren't in that situation. The police were not functioning as they should to begin with, but also were under specialized orders to not mm-hmm. do their job in so, certain situations. Now, I think if that was the case, if people were breaking into homes and killing innocent people that the 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 police would end up being you know obviously you got to go stop mm-hmm. outright murders i think in most situations you have to let your the police deal yeah. with these type of things but when the police are like much like in gotham the police are either corrupt or just completely outmatched then yeah you you're justified but i also think that there's going to be someone better for the job than <laughs> A seventeen-year-old that yeah. watched too many. I guess that's movies. maybe what makes it like okay in in Batman is like, a he's like always intervening to correct like a clear, like crime against like an innocent person, and there's also like no police that can actually handle it. Like someone has to handle it, and the police can't. Also, and this is a huge point. He's got yeah. the skills he's necessary to do something about. It. Yeah. I think of it, okay, not Batman. 17-year-old with superpowers, <laughs> a.k.a. Spider-Man, I feel like has the obligation. Mm. Great oh, power yeah. comes great responsibility. I don't I don't think that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had mm. great power. He just had a gun when everybody else in the fucking yep. country also has that gun. If, if you have an incredible ability to be able to stop things like that or intervene like that, then yeah, vigilantism is a good thing or can be a good thing. But even Batman finds himself in situations where if it weren't for him, innocent people wouldn't have died. What? Really? Oh yeah, dude. That's like a lot of Batman's internal struggle is like lots of superheroes that eventually becomes their struggle is like, if I wasn't there, that person wouldn't have died, a.k.a. like any of Spider-Man's uh, girlfriends. They never show that in the movies, I don't think. Yeah, they do. And the, one of the Spider-Mans oh, that really? came because out, his girlfriend dies. Well, oh. because she's dating him. She gets Damn. targeted. So he, if you count, I'm sure he saves like, I don't know, 100 innocent people a movie, but... I don't know. It, it's 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 a conundrum. <laughs> it is a conundrum. But like, there's a lot of times where a superhero creates the fact that a superhero was there creates a worse situation. Mm. I mean, I don't read a ton of comics, but I think that yeah, is like there's a like a whole theme. Batman versus Superman comic where the the government, I think, basically thinks Batman is like out of control, and so they send Superman to take him out. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's Batman versus Superman, right? Is uh, that what you said? Yeah, that's the comic, but like the the movie is. I thought the movie was different from that. I think the movie is they say Superman. Is yeah, out Batman of thinks Superman is out of control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the comic, it's the other way around. I don't think adding superpowers into any situation will make it better. Have you watched any of the boys? No, but I keep hearing boys? it's really good. I kind of want to check it out. It's fucking awesome. I definitely recommend it, but it's 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 very clear that having superheroes to hold like to uphold justice in society will like it always ends up being mm. worse yeah. for society because there's way too much power into in who watches the watch people's hands. Not that that's the exactly, and not that that's like the biggest theme in that show. It's just something that's pretty obvious once you're watching it. Excellent. How show. how much does it owe to Watchmen? I don't know because I've only seen I've only seen the movie Watchmen. The movie Watchmen is pretty good. Much of it, I think, I adaptation. Must well, give me like a good like summary of what that Oof. movie is, and I'll tell um, you if it rings true. 
What are uh, some of the so main it's basically, themes, there's this guy, Ozymandias, who's like the the smartest yeah. of the superheroes, the richest, the most powerful. He's sort of like Batman, but like he's out in the open about who he is. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. has this plan, and like they think the world is like he has this plan because like mankind isn't united and like we're they're always struggling against each other and so he has this plan to yeah. open a like a interdimensional portal or something or like i don't know like a release some he releases like this huge like octopus monster thing on the planet like this huge tentacle monster yeah. and like everyone's freaking out and then like they have to like unite around him to to defeat it so he creates, he creates this it. Yeah, like it's yeah, like a common, a common enemy. enemy it kills assembly. lots of people, and like he kills all anyone who finds out about it. Like it's a secret scheme. It's a huge conspiracy. It's secret. He's ruthless. Like uh, yeah. the Rorschach guy finds yeah. out about it and says he's like willing to die. Like even if like I think it was like uh, I'd rather like there's a lot of like this utopia is built on a foundation of corpses or something like that. Um, and he'd rather right, be one right, of the right, corpses right. than one of the people living in the utopia. Um, well, I'm not going to lie. That sounds like there's a lot of common, yeah. <laughs> common threads. However, I think that the boys is a uh, leans a little bit more onto the comedy oh, okay. side of things yeah. than the Watchmen. Cause I think the Watchmen's a pretty dark, dark. Yeah. Tale, it's like, it? it's got a sense of humor, but even it's sense of humor is pretty bleak. Yeah, the way I would describe the boys without spoiling anything is imagine if like the Justice League superheroes were owned by big corporations and were quite corrupt and the public praises them as heroes, but behind closed doors, they're not <laughs> heroes. They're Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, well, they're just they're not the uh, sh- the shining beacons of justice that they yeah. portrayed themselves to be. To the and there are people that are not heroes that mm. are trying to essentially yeah bring them man down. it's that thing that we talked about like way back on an episode that will probably never be released about the ring of gaijis it's like it's the magic ring where Which you can put that? it on and it can you can twist it and it will turn you invisible so this guy uses it to like seduce his like seduce the king's wife and then with her assassinate the king take over the kingdom but everyone thinks he's actually a hero because he does everything in secret it does on the outside everyone thinks he's like the best person but really in secret he's the worst person because of his superpower yeah yeah there's a lot of that in this show a lot of that in this show of like people thinking people are great but really they're like evil but I think that's a common theme with a lot of just a ton of different stories. Yeah. All well, of, I mean, that you know. the ring is from like Socrates, which is like 2,400 years ago, I think. Like that's yeah. old as fuck. Do you think that uh, Tolkien took that idea for the ring um, that turns you invisible? Well, people who have accused him of stealing before have accused him of stealing from this uh, Nazi guy, Richard Wagner, or it wasn't a Nazi. It was before the Nazis, but he was like Hitler's favorite composer. And <laughs> he's a good composer. What he's a, a fucking credit. Hey, eh? Hitler has good taste, right? This guy's a good <laughs> composer. Is that what it says on his uh, poster? Hitler's favorite. Hitler's oh, favorite composer. Wagner, uh, <laughs> my favorite. No, he, no, they lived at like a hundred years apart or something. Um, but he, hmm. yeah, that reminds he me. He wrote like a, a I learned, I learned recently that the Matrix story was ripped off. Yeah, from a was. lady that released. I think, well, like, a, was it a comic uh, or something? I've, or? Yeah, I've heard that as well. But there's also a movie that came out before the Matrix called Dark City, which was almost exactly the same uh-huh. idea. Yeah, really. Oh yeah, Is it's it really good. good. Kiefer Sutherland's in it. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Oh, is it worth watching? Yeah. It's the trippy. City, it's like nightmare. Huh? It's like a nightmare. I think movie. I might have started that one though. But does it have as many triple kicks? No, in the face? no. 
Do, do does anyone there know kung fu in that? Movie? No, there's no red pill, no blue pill. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, sounds kind of <laughs> shitty, honestly, man. <laughs> yeah, Matrix is a dope movie. Like, yeah, maybe they stole the idea, Dude, but they so fucking made that movie. Yeah, well, the first one was yeah. unreal. You know what's weird is that the original release of the Matrix does not have that green tinge that the rest of the the fucking movies yeah. have for some reason. There's like that. I've green never seen filter. the sequels, but I don't know the why clips, they, put it they all have that weird look to them. You've never seen the first or second or, or the second or no third point. Matrix first movies? one is a complete movie. There's no trilogy there. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take by Sam over here. There's Matrix one, and then there's two shitty movies that are outside yeah. of that universe. <laughs> I will say that uh, it loot the the impact of the second and third are completely lost on me because they get so convoluted. And I think we were talking about this last time. It's like the people that get taken out of the Matrix are put into a shittier world. Mm, yeah, it's true. Like, yeah, yeah, technically they're not being harvested by aliens anymore, but their life that they do experience is fucking mm-hmm. garbage. There's one scene where there's like a great, you know, drug-fueled, sexy rave in the Zion, in, in Zion <laughs> which is like... The Why city, do they call it the Zion? city that the humans have. I don't know. Yeah. You ask the, the Wachowski Jesus. sisters yeah. about that. There's one scene where they're all dancing and raving and grinding on each other and everybody's like half naked and that looks pretty fun. But for the rest of it, they're all eating like literally slop. No one looks like they've showered in weeks. There's no sunlight. I don't know what they do for work. It's like, I don't know how their economy oh, works. It's, brutal. It's, it, it doesn't look fun. Like put, I'm with Tank. Put, or Cypher. What's his name? Yeah. Cypher or whatever the fucking John Leguizamo. Put me back in, man. <laughs> Put me back in. That guy was a great oh, cast. He's so good. That. He just seems like a betrayer, yeah. man. Man, every movie. Uh, no, Memento. He was actually the good guy all along. But oops, spoiler alert for Memento. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Spoiler alert for Memento. Um, yeah, yeah, another yeah. great movie there. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, the, yeah. They're basically like the the machines basically paved over the planet, and the sun's gone. And then these people manage to get out of their artificial tubes, but there's no more environment left. Like there's no organic environment left on the planet. No. Yeah. It's all, they're all underground and they're constantly living in fear. And it's like, they're like from the descent. You told me that originally the, the matrix was like when they first made the matrix, they were, it was going to be good. Like it was positive and people enjoyed it. Right. It didn't work for some reason because they needed conflict in their life. Yeah. But from what I see in the Matrix, what like when they're in the Matrix in those movies, like people are still baking cookies and shit. It seems like people are still able to fall in love, have yeah. a good time. They work. They have the illusion of meaning in their life. That seems a lot better than being in Zion and being like, I hope the one comes around soon because we're pretty fucked. Yeah, here. that's a good point. Like, that's a good point. Like. Cypher clearly prefers the Matrix because there's less, because there's more, like, pleasure to be found joy, and joy, yeah, like have, pleasure, yeah. Like he can eat it like a steak and stuff, and he clearly rejects yeah. the real world because it's so miserable and shitty. <laughs> that's got to be the most iconic shot of a steak being. Oh my god, ever. yeah, that's seared in my mind. Like that shot is seared in my <laughs> it's mind. Seared. A- <laughs> that seared steak is seared into your mind, eh? It was like almost a rare steak. Oh dude. yeah, fuck that medium. Drinking the glass shit. of wine. I guess uh, if I knew it wasn't, if it wasn't real, I would, I would probably do it. Oh right, my god, dude. a rare steak off the barbecue is like, whew, yeah. it's tough to beat that. Yeah. See, the, really, the best situation for anyone are the people that were unplugged from the Matrix and then go back in and now have superpowers. That's essentially where you want to be in that whole scenario. You definitely don't want to be born naturally in Zion because they can't even go into the Matrix, so they're literally no. Just you want to, yeah. <laughs> you just want you want to be Neo, like plugged in. It would be the best, like a nice soft cushion yeah. somewhere with dignity in your pajamas yeah, or something. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but you know that you could fucking fly through the city if yeah. you wanted to, or jump off a building yeah. and be fine. Like that's where you want to be. Yeah, it's like the experience machines. Sort but unfortunate. Yeah. 
which was from our last episode, which has been uploaded yeah. apparently. And at the end, we said we were going to so, talk about animals, but uh, obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> well, we have another what fifteen minutes? Can you summarize it in that? Oh yeah, we do have fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, I guess, it's like the whole question of animals, right? Do they matter from a moral perspective? And if they do, how much do they matter? And uh, like, how should you? What sort of treatment should be unacceptable? Like, should yeah. it be okay? Should we all be vegetarians? Do we all have a moral obligation to be vegetarians so that we stop harming animals for the purposes of eating them? Uh, I think that uh, it depends on your morality. There is an argument. Well, I think there's an. It depends on why you're doing it too, because I hear now that it's terrible for the environment. So that's like a, another reason to stop doing it, you know. But I don't think it's uh, morally wrong to hunt and eat your own meat. But you can tell me what you're. What okay, you're so the environment one, um, that would be. I'm talking about just the animals, like not because harming the animals harms other things. We're talking strictly okay. harming okay, the animals. Okay. okay, gotcha. Um. Okay, yeah. So, is it wrong to? Yeah, so we can start there. Like, is it wrong to hunt and shoot like a elk and eat it? Is Joe Rogan a murderer? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the comedy club, he <laughs> apparently is. But uh, I. Uh, it depends. Like it does seem to be like the natural order of the world is that, you know, the more advanced animal kills the less advanced animal to survive. Well, just because something is natural doesn't mean it's right, man. That's true, but it's a pretty good indicator that it's natural. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you're just thinking that nature itself and the way that it functions is evil. No, I'm not thinking that at all because I don't think, I don't think like a tiger I don't think like say like a bear like eats its eats some cubs, like cannibalizes cubs. Like I yeah. don't think the bear is morally responsible for anything because it doesn't have uh like I don't think it has control over its actions in the same way that we do. Not in the same and way, it, that's for sure. I think we've covered like kind of something it might be in one of our lost episodes about whether animals should be held to any sort of moral standard as far as what they choose to do. But we, on the other hand, we know the difference between right and wrong, if there is such a thing. And sometimes, right? And so the question is, is it wrong to kill? And we think, yeah, it's wrong to kill a person. But we don't think it's wrong. to Like, you can't go and kill a person and eat them. But we say it's okay to go out and kill an animal and eat it. So what's the difference between the person and the animal? that makes it okay to kill the animal, but not okay to kill the person. That's the question. Uh, According to like what moral factor. And so I'll give like, there's one guy, Peter Singer. He's an Australian philosopher. He's a utilitarian. So all he cares about is pleasure and pain. And so you can trace this idea to Jeremy Bentham in the UK. And then like all the way back to the hedonists. But the idea is like, right. the hedonists. hedonists, here they come again. We keep coming back to, <laughs> why do we keep coming back to hedonism is the way on this podcast? I don't know. It just keeps cropping up. It seems it's to important. be, it seems to be the best way to live your life. Uh, that's what we're discovering slowly. Week I mean, week. it's how we're like wired to live or wired to pursue pleasure and repel, like run away from pain. It's definitely the most, I would say it's the most animalistic way to Ooh. live your life. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, so so this Peter Singer guy, utilitarian, so he thinks all that matters in the world is how much happiness and suffering there is. And it doesn't matter yeah. if the happiness is experienced by an animal or by a human being. Um, the quote from this Jeremy Bentham guy is, the question is not, can they reason, but can they suffer? And so they think, hey, all suffering is the same. It's all bad. If we can get rid of it, then we should yeah. get rid of it. And so... Peter Singer says, well, look at all these factory farms with all these animals. There's there's like so much suffering going on. And it's not justified because we can get our nutrition elsewhere without causing nearly as much suffering. So therefore, we shouldn't 
allow this sort of thing to happen. It's too much suffering. Well, when you put it like that, yeah, it does seem like we're, oh, man, steaks are so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like, that's the problem. Like, But on the other hand, like, you could kill but, something humanely. It doesn't suffer at all. I'll put it this way. Well, yeah, that's that's the ideal thing. I do think that factory farming is immoral and should stop. I do think that despite my, I do participate in it by buying meat mm. that I have no idea where it's. Yeah, like if you eat McDonald's, that, like you're that you're getting some factory farm yeah. shit. Oh yeah, for sure. You're getting a patty that's like practically made from a like thirteen yeah, cows. That's salt. Tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ideally, that would. I mean. It's hard to argue against the fact. It's hard to argue that factory farming is moral. Yeah, hunting. I I think as long as you could do a clean kill, mm. it's all right. Yeah, but how do you even justify that? How, how do you justify ending something's ability to have pleasure? Well, you're basically denying it the possibility of having future experiences. So yeah. you're not creating more pain, from a utilitarian perspective. Anyway, you're not creating more suffering. And you're also not creating more pleasure. It's a neutral. neutral murder act. has is a neutral because no one. Okay, because murder is a neutral act. act. Yeah. There we go. First first know. podcast T-shirt. Murder is a neutral. Act. <laughs> Just some scales balancing. <laughs> no more suffering. No more pleasure. Yeah. Just a, a just a variable that's been taken out of the equation. But I guess. So I don't know if that's actually, I don't know. I've did research that more. I don't know if that's a, a problem for utilitarianism or not, because, but like, especially if some, if the animal doesn't have any friends or any dependents and you kill it, then yeah. like literally it, it just benefits you. There's a, an increase in yeah, benefit. lone wolf type situation. Yeah. So when you're picking who to murder, definitely find a drifter. Oh yeah. Clearly. Look. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. Yeah, they don't matter. Exactly. That's who you practice on. Just rack up huge numbers. I also think that it's kind of, uh, I mean, evolution kind of fucked us in a lot of ways as far as like our impulses often go against what would be considered moral. Hmm. Give me an example. Why do, well, I'll say like this, like humans obviously used to eat meat or like that is a that was a primary part of our diet our teeth tell us that much Mm -hmm. and meat itself is such an appetizing thing for most people oh you yeah it's so healthy for you 90 percent of people that you cook them up something with meat and they're gonna have a natural reaction to salivate and want to eat it right it's like it's it's not even something you have to think about but it it doesn't line up with this definition of morality because no. you're ending something else's life and to consume it and all of animal life that are predators do that as well yeah. and like i don't even think we're supposed to eat a lot of meat like i don't feel good if i eat meat like every meal of the day according to some people it's a way to go mm. the car- the con- carnivore carnivore diet yeah Apparently, yeah, but I think that 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 just rings to be bullshit to me. That just how can it uh, doesn't seem so like on the surface eating just meat seems like it can't be good. for No, it seems so boring. Like, well, you can get a lot of vitamins and minerals and nutrients from eating like meat and organs and things like that. Um, You can get you. I think you can get everything. Like, I think you can do it, but it just seems so boring. Like, don't you want to have like a nice like bowl of blackberries with some whipped cream on it or something like mm. it seems pancakes there's just mm. the savory it's no it's the desire for like something savory like that part I, of your palate i like savory but you satisfying. can't only eat savory you have to have some sweet no 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 like here's the th- here's what i'm saying at what i mean th- there was a there was kind of like a crinkle in evolution as far as like there being a perfect system <laughs> A biology when half of the like, you know it's it's separated from herbivore herbivore and carnivore. Yeah. That separation. Why did that why couldn't we all just be herbivores? Like why did evolution deem it necessary to like population control? Gotta have those predators. Maybe. Yeah. I mean that's so now we're talking in a different part of morality. Like is it 
is it okay to kill a species that's overpopulated because it's better for the environment as a whole? Ooh, that's a good question. The greater good. Yeah, mm. the greater good. The greater. What if it was better for the environment for there to be no creatures? Well, actually, no, that's not true. Biodiversity is good. Yeah. No, you definitely need biodiversity, mm. but like a culling. You would think that yeah. evolution could find a way to manage population and yeah. have everything just be herbivores. Just cut everything's lifespan in half. Man, that's like <laughs> that's interesting because if it's justified to cull, say like it's justified to cull wolves because there's too many of them. Yeah. Or it's justified to cull termites because there's too many of them. Or like mosquitoes. Yeah. Why not? Why isn't it justified to cull human beings? Oh. Now you're talking dangerous. <laughs> now you're talking dangerous. People so have tried. This, yeah, well, that's why all those pranks were so all those well pranks back nine eleven. Oh, that was good. COVID, yeah, yeah great pranks. Population control pranks. It really was for the greater good. <laughs> if population control is that big of an issue, then it's you're justified to be Kyle Ritten, Rittenbacher or whatever his name was, and go out there and just pop a couple. Yeah, like if your prank kills everybody, then technically it's the best yeah. prank ever because you say it is and you're the only person left. Yeah. <laughs> so technically, my conundrum, the moral thing to do is to let your wife be shot. <laughs> Because not only is that one less human leeching off of this, this beautiful planet, but you also have launched your Husky's career to entertain and bring pleasure to thousands of people. Wow. Oh, you call Wow. That's that's deep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, having your dog not perform... That's, as a juggler that's such a is actually oh, immoral there's so much like missed out happiness from that yeah yeah think of all the joy you're taking and the pleasure you're taking away from the fans yeah. in the stadium so much potential and, uh, yeah your dog madison square garden pops <laughs> up on that elephant for the first time everybody goes nuts oh. it starts juggling flaming pomeranian puppies <laughs> That's what the you world can't means. tell me that you wouldn't you wouldn't give an applause break for that. Oh, I, I would be applauding until my hands bled. Yeah, and then you'd go home and but you'd have to clean your own kitchen, which is like, ah, fuck. <laughs> well, I think we learned a lot today. Oh, I think we did. I'm gonna have a hard time titling this one. I, I... <laughs> I don't know what I'll title Flaming it. Flaming Pomeranians. Flaming man. Pomeranians. That's a good one. Animal <laughs> cruelty, property damage, protests. The Juggling Husky is a good, that's a good name for like a pub. The Juggling Husky? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is good actually. I like that. The Juggling yeah, Husky. that's good. Well, I think that's that's about good for today, this week's podcast. Hopefully these audios can line up and I don't know. We need to do, I might just need to just. Man, if I didn't lose my job today, maybe I'd have money to upgrade my computing situation here. No, no, no. Go to the liquor store. That's where you should be spending your money right now. Buddy, already <laughs> stopped on my way home as soon as they told me, hey, you don't work here anymore. I said, oh, okay. I'm getting drunk. <laughs> I know where I'm going. Yeah. Straight to the liquor store. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, no, I can't. I can't do. I can't. I can't just let myself go go that down that route too far. Tonight, tonight's my night to mope. Oh yeah, celebrate. Tomorrow, I need yeah, I need to I was I need to stick with my exercise regime trying yes. to eat like shit. Yes. It just sucks when you have like the entire day to just sit around oh. and think. It's like you get bored. Oh yeah, boredom. Boredom, boredom leads, leads to, to eating and drinking. <laughs> yeah. Boredom leads to, yeah, as long as you're, I mean, yeah, eating and drinking, yeah, don't go out and become a vigilante. That's what I would say. Boredom could lead to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily, I can't buy any cool guns in Canada. So I won't do that. Uh, I'll just, I'll just fulfill my base desires for a week. Just get like, just shredded, like, just eat super healthy and just do like push ups and pull ups all day. Yeah. Like tons of abs. Instead of a resume, I'll just send in a picture of my abs. I couldn't get into any crawl space. (laughs) (laughs) You tell me you won't hire this. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If our Joel. uh, (laughs) Thanks, Joel. (laughs) Appreciate it. Yeah.
Uh, we'll try and get those sponsorships coming uh, anytime soon. So, uh, good night, goodbye, and good night. Good night, goodbye. <laughs>